Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey guys, and welcome to Paranormal Thoughts Podcast. And as always, thanks for joining me. In this episode, we're looking at the Jersey Devil. Just before we get to that though, if you enjoy this episode or any of the previous episodes of the podcast, if you're not subscribed already, please do. It'll keep you in the loop for every time I post a new episode. Also, if you could leave a five-star rating uh, on whatever platform you use, that also does help us out quite a bit as well. So that would be greatly appreciated. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram. We have a blog, which is paranormalthoughtspodcast.wordpress.com. You can jump on there and there's any sort of sources or external type links, images, anything that kind of relates to the podcast that I might mention. Uh, you can jump on there and suss out any of that sort of source material. And the other one being we are also on Patreon. So if you want episodes early and extended content, every episode I put up now um, is a slightly cut down version to the sort of regular public and then if you go onto patreon you can actually get the full episode as well as bonus sort of little bits that uh, no one else is going to get to hear so definitely check out our patreon if you want to uh, support the podcast and get some extra little bits and just another quick one it is currently september of 2020 so next month is october which is my favorite month of the year i'm sure uh, some of you can probably relate to that as well it being halloween and here in australia it's um it's spring so it's kind of getting nice and warm but not too warm so it's kind of like this perfect it's this perfect month in um to be perfectly honest so love halloween and this year i decided i want to do some bonus halloween content I'm not going to go too much into what that is going to fully involve, but put it like this. If you have a paranormal story that you think you'd like to share that other people would like to hear, email me at paranormalthoughtspodcast at gmail.com and we may get you on for a special Halloween episode. So that's all I'm going to say about that for now, but definitely if you think you have an interesting paranormal story or some sort of unexplained story that you think listeners like yourself would be interested in hearing, as I said, email me at paranormalthoughtspodcast at gmail.com. All right, guys, so why don't we get into this episode? So the Jersey Devil, this is one where I feel like with any cryptid, a lot of people have probably somewhat heard of, have probably heard the name thrown around a little bit. That was definitely the case for the Jersey Devil. Before this week really going in and doing some research, I didn't really know anything to be perfectly honest, like when I actually started to read and hear um, certain accounts and so on, I was like, oh, okay, I didn't realize this is 
this was what this thing was. And obviously, like any crypto, the Jersey Devil has sort of become a lot bigger than just the idea of it being a cryptid. You know, it, it has sort of become a part of New Jersey's identity with their ice hockey team being called the Jersey Devils and so on. And it's totally that like roadside type attraction in a sense as well. You know, if you head out into the area where people have spotted this creature, uh, you'll find, you know, statues or, you know, fiberglass type um, structures of it being of what they believe it looked like uh, being built and so on. So it's totally, it, it is definitely up there with your sort of Bigfoot Loch Ness Monster, that whole kind of big sort of, I don't know, maybe like top 10 type cryptids. But in saying that, um, I feel like maybe the wider population would know about, you know, Nessie, Sasquatch and so on, even Mothman. And I feel like this is kind of similar to Mothman in a sense. If you're not familiar with Mothman, I've done an episode on that, but uh, that was in Virginia over the sort of month where this, large sort of moth, half moth, half man type creature was kind of uh, causing a bit of havoc. And this is this is kind of that similar vein, but even I feel like Mothman is probably uh, a little more well known, but I could be wrong about that. That just might be sort of my exposure as well. But it was interesting this, this past week doing a lot of reading because at first I was like, wow, there's a lot here. And then as I kind of um, kept, you know, going through different sources and podcasts, documentaries and so on, I sort of found, okay, it's all pretty much a similar story. And the sort of main um, accounts I'm going to be talking about are sort of, they're everywhere online. They're sort of, you know, the bigger, well-documented type accounts. But um, also I did sort of go through, you know, some other sort of sources like Reddit and so on to see what else people have also experienced and so on. So what is the Jersey Devil? It's interesting. This cryptid is sort of a mash of a bunch of different animals, but people still sometimes report that it is somewhat human in a sense as well. But my understanding is it has a horse-type kangaroo body. Do with that what you will, but my understanding is it's because it's a it's a bipedal creature, so obviously it's on its back legs, so I feel like that might be the reason why it's more kangaroo-related. Um, but it does, from images, you know, from drawings and so on, interpretations, it does have somewhat of a horse kind of a horse kind of look to it as well. But I can see where maybe the kangaroo aspect comes into it. People report it have a horse slash goat type head, horns, hoofed feet, claw type hands, and a serpent tail. A lot of interesting characteristics all thrown in. And the biggest one being people report to have wings that span between two to eight feet. Eight feet is pretty insane. So people for the last almost 300 years have been reporting something to this extent. Now, reports aren't exactly that every time that they've, you know, listed off all those characteristics. Um, Like I've read some reports that they see red eyes. So suddenly the Jersey Devil now has red eyes or, you know, it's it's got more of like a deer type structure. So now it's also somehow a deer. It's definitely a lot of maybe one or two characteristics um, from that main sort of bunch just gave you there that people kind of hone in on and then they, you know, if they're in New Jersey, they're assuming, well, that must be the Jersey Devil because I can't explain what that is. So it's hard to actually know exactly what what we're kind of dealing with because there is such a mixture. It's definitely an interesting looking creature. Uh, and once again, jump on the blog and you'll see some images that people have drawn and so on. Since we don't actually have really any photographic evidence or video evidence, at least what I came across that I would, um, you know, probably put money on that uh, it could be a legitimate snapshot of what this creature could be. I could be potentially wrong with that, you know, I'm always definitely open to such things, but 
um, you know, I'm trying to stay very open-minded and somewhat sceptical as well because, you know, you got to be very careful with dealing with the stuff, what you're going to actually uh, attach yourself to and go, I believe that this could be um, this particular creature. So unlike other cryptids, the Jersey Devil actually has a backstory. And, you know, some others obviously do as well. But once again, if you're going to look at maybe like your Loch Ness Monster or your Bigfoot, I guess these things maybe have forever existed. You know, outdating man, you would assume, right? Um, And then eventually people have sort of crossed paths, uh, like Aboriginal culture here in Australia and so on, reported hundreds of years ago, seeing the Yowie, uh, Australia's version of Bigfoot and so on. Some of these creatures have been walking the earth for longer than we have. Uh, then you have something, say, like Mothman, where it kind of just appeared and then vanished within a pretty short amount of time, right? So there isn't really much backstory to other cryptids in a sense. They kind of they're either forever have been there or they kind of just appear. The Jersey Devil, on the other hand, was actually born uh, back in 1735. There is some variations of this story, um, very little kind of variations. And it's interesting because when you you know, like myself this last week, every day, uh, you know, sort of have been reading about the Jersey Devil. It's, you do start to realise all the little discrepancies and so on. And this story is over 250 years old. So obviously every time it's retold, something might get added or taken away and so on. And it's hard to even know who even documented this story. This tale takes place in Leeds Point in New Jersey. The story very much so sets the scene here. Apparently it was a stormy night and a Quaker woman was giving birth to her 13th child. I actually looked up the definition of Quaker. I just wanted to get an actual definition of that belief system because I was somewhat aware, but I wasn't fully across it, so I thought I would uh, just repeat it here for you guys. So a Quaker is a member of a religious society of friends. The Quakers are a group of Christians who use no scripture and believe in great simplicity in daily life and worship. So this woman who's giving birth, she goes by the name of Mother Leeds. And while she was giving birth to her 13th child, For whatever reason, she cursed the child, quoting, this child will be the devil. There's two different variations here. When the baby was born, it was born a healthy baby, and then it deformed into this devil-like creature. Right before their eyes, it grew larger than a full-grown man. The body became elongated with winged shoulders, a large horse-type head with hooves for feet. The creature, with its claw-like hands, swiped at the midwife who just helped deliver its throat, killing her. At this point, the creature escaped either out of the chimney or out of a nearby window. And from that point on, the Jersey Devil was born. Now, the other version of this is that Mother Leeds actually gave birth to somewhat of a devil already. It was already quite deformed and potentially uh, had all these characteristics to begin with. Now, there's different variations. I've read that uh, that night they actually contained the Jersey Devil, as you could say. At this point, it was actually called the Leeds Devil just because of uh, the last name and also the location and it actually took the name the Jersey Devil, I think maybe close to like 100 years later or so. But just for consistency, we'll call it the Jersey Devil still. But some reports say that it actually contained the beast for quite some time and then it escaped rather than it escaping straight away that night. Why did Mother Leeds curse her child? Well, potentially, I guess she didn't want to have a 13th child. 13 is obviously an unlucky number. Uh, it's also believed that Mother Leeds may have actually been a witch So this is at a time where witches were a real hot topic. You know, they were being blamed for bad harvest, famine, 
fires, floods, pretty much anything that was going wrong. And it's very similar when you look at it, uh, like ancient civilizations, where they would make sacrifices to their gods in order for good harvest and you know for good health and well-being. So obviously that was blamed on you know, the sun gods and so on. And now, uh, now we're in the 18th century. Anything sort of uh, bad is sort of being blamed on witchcraft and you know the devil. So it's believed that Mother Leeds may have actually been a sorceress or a witch and that the father of her child was actually the devil. So she gave birth to the Antichrist. So obviously we don't really know. And this could just be very much so an urban legend, a story. But when you do actually look into the Leeds family, the Leeds family's lived in New Jersey for hundreds of years and there's actually still descendants uh, currently living in New Jersey. But when you do look around this time, so as I said, this hap- this story dates back to 1935. And when you go through records, um, there was a Deborah Leeds, formerly with the last name Smith, born in 1685 in Salem, New Jersey. And this would uh, line up. She would be, uh, I think, just before, maybe like late 30s or so, or maybe in her 40s. Don't, don't quote my math on that. But she'd be in the sort of right age to probably be giving birth to potentially her 13th child, right? So it does fit that time. And there is record of her having 12 children, just like the story suggests. But there's no record of a 13th child. I find that very interesting. So potentially, could that have been the Jersey Devil if she was to have given birth to a 13th child? And, you know, if she had given birth to something, probably wouldn't be a record of it. I feel like that would definitely be uh, left out of the old history books. So early sightings of the Jersey Devil, they did believe it to be an omen. And I suppose that is where the devil part of the word comes from. Obviously, it resembling maybe somewhat of a satanic type. It probably having, you know, the serpent tail, potentially the goat-like feet, even potentially the face. It definitely does sound quite devilish. But I feel like that name also does then come from... um, what the devil was actually, the havoc the devil was causing and what it actually stood for. Because they believe the devil to be responsible for crop failure, cow's milk going sour, droughts, anything bad. Once again, we're blaming the Jersey devil now. So just before I go on to some sightings of the Jersey devil, the thing of it having a backstory I find quite interesting. And from what we can tell, there's definitely a Leeds family around that time that would match up with that story. But obviously, I'm not sure c- could potentially a woman give birth to such a creature that could be the son of Satan. Probably not <laughs> when you when you think about it logically, but then, you know, never say never. If witchcraft, you have to sort of know a fair bit about witchcraft and I'm not claiming that I do or anything like that. But obviously, yes, witches exist. They currently exist now, uh, Wiccans and so on. What type of magic could you actually tap into? Depends, in a sense. I guess if you were worshipping Satan, maybe you could actually really tap into some dark type magic and potentially you could actually curse something to uh, an extent like Mother Leeds did and actually give birth to the Antichrist, potentially. But in saying that, I'm not completely writing off the Jersey Devil as of yet, right? Because as you're about to hear, for the last almost 300 years, people have been seeing something in New Jersey that cannot be explained. So it's believed that the Jersey Devil lives in the Pine Barrens of New Jersey, which is a large pine forest, which is a very remote region, which takes up about 1,700 square miles of uh, southeastern New Jersey. Back in the 18th century, people did live amongst the Pine Barrens. You can actually go into the Pine Barrens and find remains of old uh, houses where these families would have, where these Quakers would have actually lived at that time. 
So a very common account of the Jersey Devil is from Napoleon's brother, Joseph Bonaparte. Uh, apparently he spotted the Jersey Devil in winter of 1813. So Napoleon's brother, Joseph, was the king of Spain and he lost the war against the English during the Peninsula War. So Joseph headed over to America where he found himself in New Jersey. He was familiar with the legend of the Jersey Devil. One winter, he decided to go hunting in the woods by himself. He reported seeing very strange tracks in the snow which were unlike any other animal that he was familiar with. He claims that they looked like donkey's hooves but they're only two feet instead of four. He then reports seeing a massive creature with a horse's head and wings. It let out a loud screech and flew over his head. This is probably one of the... Actually, I quite like this account. I feel like it's very to the point, very concise. There's a few very interesting points about seeing footprints that don't make any sense than seeing this winged creature fly off. (laughs) In other accounts, uh, there isn't even... The Jersey Devil isn't even spotted. It's just sort of tracks or... Uh, something's happened to livestock that can't sort of be explained. Uh, Like this next one in 1840. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and t-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. So between the years of 1840 and 1844, there was farmers hearing uh, very unnatural type screams coming from the pine forest. Farmers would check on their sheep in the morning and they were either slotted or completely missing. It's reported that farmers were never actually able to figure out exactly what was harming their livestock. Around this time as well, in Clayton, New Jersey, apparently a posse chased the Jersey Devil into a quite a heavy forested area. Uh, and at this point, they kind of gave up following it. One man actually halted and declared, if you're the devil, rattle your chains. And so the legend goes that the Jersey devil did rattle his chains, which is adding to the whole theory that this actually is the devil himself. 
All right, we're sort of getting into slightly more of the modern world now. This is, there was quite a bit of a devil craze back in 1909. During this year, there was over a thousand reports that were coming from eyewitnesses all throughout New Jersey. This story is interesting. There was a Navy commander by the name of Stephen Decatur, and he was apparently testing cannonballs. So while this Navy commander is out testing these cannonballs, apparently the Jersey Devil appears. So he decides to shoot a cannonball directly at the Jersey Devil. And supposedly, the cannonball went straight through the beast and had no effect on it. This man working for the Navy put out an official report, and obviously news spread, and then this it kind of caused a bit of a a bit of a mass hysteria. You know, the Navy being a government department, shit, uh, this is actually, a, this is this is a real thing. And then from this point onwards, everyone was seeing the Jersey Devil. Schools were being closed, workplaces were being closed, people were genuinely terrified that this thing was living amongst them. Even going into the 1980s, there was some reports of some strange deaths on some pigs. Um, a chief ranger, Alan McFarlane, of the Wharton State Forest, was called to a scene in South Jersey where a pack of pigs were killed. And what appeared to have happened to the pigs was the uh, the back of their heads were actually eaten, with their bodies being scratched and torn. But the interesting thing was apparently there's no tracks surrounding the bodies of these animals. There's no blood, no footprints on the ground, so whatever it was might have actually flown into the scene and then flown away. And I've got a report here from 1993 where a forest ranger apparently saw a creature that was blocking the road and he said it had horns and matted black fur and was over six feet tall. And then uh, he saw that it was actually walking on its hind legs and ran into the forest. It's this interesting thing where something like that, other than it having horns, doesn't really relate too much to the Jersey Devil, I would think, because I hadn't really read anything about fur potentially, but maybe it does suddenly have fur. So this is the thing. A lot of these reports, people see different things. Uh, someone reached out to me on Reddit by the name of Black Cat, and they believed that they had witnessed the Jersey Devil. And I'm going to read the message that they sent to me. I was driving outside of York on this winding road that goes between acres of cornfields. I was coming up to a small wooded patch and I noticed this thing crouching in a ditch. At first, I thought it was a deer until it stood up very quickly and vaulted into the treetops across the road. I was able to see it clearly. Long deer-like body, similar coloured as a deer. Its face was unique, but longer, almost exaggerated. There was no visible wings, but it did jump 60 to 80 feet into the trees across the road. The forelimbs were shorter than at the back. It made no sound except for when it landed. You could hear the trees shake. I stopped the car and looked up for it, but I wasn't able to see up that high. The only explanation I have for what I saw was the Jersey Devil, and this sighting was from November of 2018, obviously very recent. So as I mentioned, the Jersey Devil apparently lives in the Pine Barrens of southeast New Jersey. So the legend of Captain Kidd, supposedly this captain was somewhat of a pirate and actually had buried some treasure in Barnegat Bay, which is on the coastline of New Jersey. And during the 17th and 18th centuries, some locals told stories of seeing this ghost of Kidd walking along the beach, but not by himself, but with the Jersey Devil. There's also stories of a golden-haired girl. It's reported that this ghost stares out at the sea, dressed in all white, mourning the loss of her lover. And once again, people would also report not just seeing the girl alone, but they would also see the Jersey Devil with her. Now, the only reason I mention those is just because of the weird coincidence that people also are believed to have seen the Jersey Devil with these other ghostly apparitions as well. It's also worth mentioning as well, there's been a lot of cash rewards posted uh, for people to actually capture the Jersey Devil dead or alive. And supposedly people have shot at it and, you know, there's skeletons and so on. And this is the thing too, all these reports, 
the whole origin story, you believe that there is one Jersey Devil, right? But who knows that potentially this thing could, uh, there could be multiple somehow or what kind of have you. But supposedly um, it seems like no one has actually caught it because there's no real proof. Uh, but even just in 1951, there was a uh, $10,000 reward posted and there's been even up to $100,000 $100, and so on for zoos to uh, actually capture this thing. But uh, unfortunately, well, unfortunately or fortunately, that money hasn't actually been uh, collected by anyone as of yet. So I guess some explanations for the Jersey Devil. I guess the thing is, once this legend was born, right, anyone who is familiar with it, which obviously most people uh, would be from it being passed down, and, you know, obviously now it's a very well-known story, anyone alone or, you know, maybe a small group of people in the Pine Barrens, uh, you know, out late at night driving or what kind of have you, having that in the back of your mind then somewhat, then seeing something in a very short amount of time could make you think that this thing has to be the Jersey Devil, right? And then you start trying to rationalise things and, you know, the your memory is not very good at all. And, you know, I, I'm the first to, I'll definitely, you know, own up to that. But it's so easy to see something and misidentify it, especially in a lot of these cases, you know, they've probably had a glimpse at the thing for a split few seconds, you know, and there's a lot of time from you seeing that until you probably seeing another person or actually getting to write this account down that your brain can try to actually fill in some gaps and go, or maybe it did have wings or maybe, maybe it did have the, maybe it did have red eyes. It's very easy to misidentify, right? People believe that uh, it could be a hill crane, uh, which is a large wingspan type bird. There's also the idea that the Jersey Devil could be an African hammer-headed bat um, that could have come over from Africa in um, a ship's cargo. When you do look at these bats, they do have quite a large wingspan and do look quite frightening and they, they definitely look quite odd. And I suppose probably back in, you know, 200 odd years ago, people not being aware of what this thing was could have misidentified it. I guess that's the thing. Anything that they weren't too sure what it was could have easily been the Jersey Devil. Now, there's been obviously a lot of reports, a lot of sightings, and I'm sure some of them actually might have something to them. I think if someone has gotten a good look at what it was, even, you know, uh, that Reddit user who sent me a message, uh, obviously whatever that was, it sounds like this person got quite a good look at it and it doesn't seem to add up to any regular kind of creature you'd probably find uh, out in New Jersey or anything like that or anything anywhere in the world, really. What else could it potentially be? Well, could actually just be the Jersey Devil. It could be this cryptid-type creature that is living in the Pine Barrens and, you know, causing some havoc every now and again, um, you know, feeding on uh, livestock, scaring children and adults of the like, you know, keeping people away from the Pine Barrens so it can kind of just live out its days in peace, you know. And the thing is, is there just one? Could there be multiple? Because obviously this thing is, you know, nearly 300 years old. don't think there's anything that lives for that long that we're familiar with. So, it, what is this thing? Is it some type of animal or could it actually be uh, something a lot more sinister like the devil? So I guess where do I come out of this? Where, where, where am I currently sitting with the idea that there is a devil cryptid out in New Jersey? I definitely think the biggest thing that I always weigh up is when people, a lot of people see something of a similar kind of uh, description, there must be something, right? And I definitely think people were seeing something. I think a lot of reports were probably, you know, they were frightened and they already have this idea of what the Jersey Devil is and they're probably, you know, thinking they're going to see it and so on. Um, 
But I think, and you know, obviously there's this backstory to it as well, which might not even have anything to actually do with what this thing could actually potentially be. It could be some unknown um, animal that we haven't yet potentially discovered. But in saying that, I think there's a lot of other cryptids that probably have a little bit more weight behind them where the descriptions aren't a little clearer. Uh, It is interesting that this creature is only spotted in New Jersey as well. It's obviously made its home. It's interesting that I think um, definitely in America too, there's a lot of weird kind of cryptids that uh, it seems like the rest of the world doesn't necessarily have. You know, even here in Australia, we've got, you know, like I mentioned the Yowie, Bunyip. There's a lot of different kind of variations, but uh, the idea of like a winged horned type creature is, that, that is terrifying, you know, even like Mothman, like there's some, as soon as something can fly and it's massive, it's the size of a man or even bigger, the idea of that could pick you up and so on. It, it reminds me of um, Jeepers Creepers or something like that, where it's, it's very off-putting and, you know, either way, if this was a urban legend started to keep people out of the uh, pine barrens, you know, rather than going out and getting lost, going missing, you know, if, you know, or even the thing of, um, having people stay away from the Quakers kind of living their simple life or what have you. I mean, that, that's kind of it. It's sort of, and you know, this is the thing, this is what I love about urban legends and, you know, cryptozoology and anything paranormal. It's like, as soon as that legend is born, uh, it's, it's kind of here to stay. They don't really, it doesn't really die. Once these legends are born, often they're here to stay. You know, there's so many different uh, things out there, which, you know, once I said, like, this is almost 300 years old and yet I'm here in 2020 talking about whether this creature exists and so on. And it's just fascinating, I think, that uh, it's people who keep these things alive, really, you know, and obviously it's it's us who are keeping this thing alive, really. Um, let's say it actually did exist at one point, but, you know, it was, it was quite worldly, so, you know, it could only probably live a standard kind of, you know, animals exist lifetime and it died off but uh, people still somehow see it it's that total it's totally that thing that we're the things that uh do energize these stories and keep things alive but in saying that there could still be this jersey devil living out in new jersey and i'm not i'm not going to say at the end of the day that i believe or i don't believe but i think there's something to it as i often say but i'm still not 100% convinced this is one where i'm pretty like I'm pretty skeptical on, but in saying that, if you have had a account or anyone that you know has had an account, reach out and let me know what you've seen and try to convince me even more and like, let me know, give me more evidence so I can kind of make a clear my mind up. But as I've said, I can't really come on here and say, I believe in this. I don't believe in this because it's too out there or whatever, because it's like everything I talk about in this podcast is, you know, it's uh, known as like pseudoscience. It's not, you know, seen by the general public as, you know, something that carries enough evidence to put time and resources and effort into. But, you know, I think this stuff is very important. And, you know, I think one day, you know, it might not be in my lifetime, but when more of this, when more of the paranormal kind of comes out and is, you know, sort of proven or, you know, I think the biggest thing at the moment is with disclosure, alien technology and so on. You know, figuring out that there are other worlds and, you know, other beings out there, that's the greatest discovery humankind will ever make. And, you know, having contact with that, which we obviously have had for a long time and so on, they've been here way before we were ever here, in my opinion. 
um, that is the greatest achievement. That is the greatest thing that, you know, I guess our civilization could ever be remembered for. It doesn't matter. We have cars and, you know, we can fly across the Atlantic and what have you. You know, we have everything you ever could imagine on the World Wide Web. doesn't matter. The idea that, you know, we could actually reach out to these other civilizations and so on and actually, you know, have contact is incredible. I think everything we talk about on here will eventually maybe become more important. Potentially, you know, that's, that's kind of chalking up to a massive thing. But I think it's definitely worth putting the time and energy into figuring out where these origins kind of come from. And, you know, is there some sort of key, you know, is there a reason why it's here and that it does kind of exist potentially? You know, I think everything is somewhat connected and I think um, this stuff is very, I think it might have some importance, might not, this could not maybe not even exist, but I like to think that the things that uh, I talk about and other paranormal researchers talk about do actually have quite a lot of importance. I think that's something to keep in mind. So as I said, I'm not going to sit here and go, nah, I don't believe it um, because that just kind of goes against everything that I think I stand for and what the reason why I made this podcast. Wow, didn't that just go somewhere? (laughs) That was like one of my typical kind of just rants where aliens came into it once again. But let me know what you guys think. I want to know what people think of the Jersey Devil because once I sort of reached out online, uh, a lot of people were saying, ah, you know, find other accounts. But I wanted to hear firsthand, you know, someone who had seen it with their own eyes and so on because a lot of this stuff has been, you know, as I said, like 200 years old and so on. I'd like to actually hear some more modern, like, um, person from Reddit seeing something weird in 2018. And uh, I think there's a lot of weird things out there. It's kind of, uh, it's quite frightening when you actually read a lot about what people see because I think there is so much of the unknown. Not necessarily, it doesn't even mean it's paranormal, it's just undiscovered or, you know, um, just not understood as of yet. So it's always interesting. It's definitely, the more I read into this stuff, the less and less I want to go out into the middle of nowhere by myself, like camping by myself or anything like that. Oh, man, like there is some weird shit out there. That's all I can uh, really come away from, you know, because it's like would I really want to go to the Pine Barrens of New Jersey uh, by myself? Probably not, you know, because once again, I don't know if the Jersey Devil's out there, but the fact that it could be is enough for me to uh, be very wary of it. So with that, I think I'll leave it there. So I hope you guys did enjoy this episode. I quite enjoyed this past week reading about the Jersey Devil and I definitely want to get more into like folklore type uh, research and so on because it's very fascinating about where origins kind of start and where they kind of, how they fit into modern life now because obviously the Jersey Devil is quite a profitable thing for New Jersey, you know, it's been featured in X-Files, there's been a few films, uh, merchandise and so on. It's, you know, it's definitely embodied once again, like a lot of places around the world uh, when like Roswell, um, Loch Ness in Scotland, when these locations have these stories, they definitely use it to their advantage. So the Jersey Devil, I don't think will ever die out. It will be forever spoken of, which is pretty exciting, I think. I like that it's, it's here and it's here to stay. So thank you guys once again for listening. Please subscribe to the podcast if you enjoyed it. Leave us a review. Once again, as I mentioned earlier as well, we do we are on Patreon. So if you want bonus content or if you just want to support the podcast, it really does mean the world and helps myself out massively. So thank you so much, guys. That was my episode on the Jersey Devil. I hope you enjoyed and I'll catch you in another podcast episode real soon. Thanks.
Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.